the easy bake oven that won't work you can't bake brownies with a light bulb and i was like all my friends are hello world there's a song that we're singing come on get happy a whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing we'll make you happy Welcome to the Pop Culture Preservation Society, the podcast for people born in the big wheel generation who circled the presence of their dreams in the Sears wish book and found McDonald's gift certificates in their stockings. We believe our Gen X childhoods gave us unforgettable songs, stories, characters, and images. And if we don't talk about them, they'll disappear like Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. And today, we continue saving the memories of our super 70s Christmases by talking about all the things we wished to find under our tinsel-laden trees on Christmas morning. I'm Carolyn. I'm Kristen. And I'm Michelle. And we are your pop culture preservationists. Hello world, is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. In December of 2019, just before the world was halted in the face of a global pandemic, I performed a reading for a live audience at an event called Listen to Your Mother, a national storytelling show featuring local writers and their essays about motherhood. My essay, Winning Christmas, was about a very special Christmas gift I got, or more accurately, did not get, from my mom in 1978. We're supposed to say that Christmas is not about presents. We're supposed to be like Linus and push peace on earth and goodwill toward men. But let's be honest, when you were 10, you just couldn't stop thinking about presents. So let's cut through the peace on earth bullshit and admit that yes, Virginia, Christmas really is about presents. And I think my listen to your mother essay will prove it. So let's take a listen. I'll read the first part for you and then you'll hear the actual live recording kick in. This is Winning Christmas. All I wanted for Christmas in 1978 was Andy Gibb. I wanted all the Gibbs, actually, even Robin. I wanted the Bee Gees to be my cousins or my roommates or maybe even my legal guardians. But what I wanted from Andy was a little bit more than that. I wanted the sweet, sweet vibe coming off that poster, the one with the red satin shirt, his arms open wide like he's beckoning to me, calling out, come on, girl, let's do this. The one my grandma saw and said, he sure likes his chest hair. Yes, he does, Grandma, and so do I. I had recently graduated from the sweet innocence of Sean Cassidy's smooth chest to Andy's more openly sexual chest area, often shirtless but still jacketed, as if he was on his way out the door naked from the waist up and said, oh, it looks chilly out there. I'd better grab a jacket. So you can see why I'd be so desperate to find Andy Gibb under the tree, hopefully in the form of Shadow Dancing, his chart-topping smash album with the biggest song of the whole year on it, conveniently called Shadow Dancing, a term I assumed had something to do with getting married. The cover of Shadow Dancing was just like the poster, red satin shirt, chest hair, come on girl, let's do this. Get married, that is. And on Christmas morning, I saw a flat 12 by 12 square wrapped under the tree with my name on it. Oh, please, God, I said to myself, please don't let it be a calendar. I held it in my hands, and my mom looked at me, smiling, like she knew my mind was going to be blown. This 12 by 12 square was going to make all my dreams come true, and she made it happen. She was going to win Christmas. I ripped the paper off. I stared at it and softly said to myself, What the hell is this? (laughs) 
cover, but this was not my Andy Gibb. This guy was in black and white, no red satin shirt. And he had a weird punk rock haircut that looked more like the Kinks than the Bee Gees. Where was his soft feathered hair? You could barely even see his chest hair. This was not shadow dancing. It was Flowing Rivers, Andy Gibb's first album, which came out before I even knew that he existed, a lifetime ago, like six months or more. <laughs> Flowing Rivers sounds like a Florence Welk album. Not something from a teenage heartthrob with dark curly chest hair popping out of his jacket. I'm sure I asked my mom for the Andy Gibb album. How would she know there was more than one? She probably went to the record department at Dayton's and flipped through the G's until she saw Andy Gibb. It's possible that every last copy of Shadow Dancing was sold out that day and this was all that was left. But how could she know that? I was confused, holding flowing rivers in my hands while my whole family watched and waited for me to explode. <laughs> I saw no other 12 by 12 presents under the tree. This was it. There would be no shadow dancing that Christmas. But I did my very best to kindly and politely look at my mom and whisper an awkward thank you. It was a sad moment, actually, but not just because of Andy Gibb. I was sad that I could ruin a happy moment for my mom, the moment she had honestly and lovingly tried to make my Christmas dreams come true. Even as a child, I felt how important it was for parents to make their children happy on Christmas morning, and I sensed that growing up was making that a little more difficult. As they get older, the things that are most important to our children are often the things that are unspoken. The deepest desire, the unrealistic dream, the awkward fascination, the search for identity. When you're a prepubescent girl contemplating marriage to a rock star, most of that goes unsaid. <laughs> your child with the perfect gift. Yeah. 25 years later, I'm a grown-ass married lady, <laughs> spending Christmas at my parents' house, and the gift waiting for me under the tree is a flat six-by-six six square. It's either a CD or a desk calendar. <laughs> and truthfully, I'd be fine with a desk calendar. <laughs> but when I open it, I see the red satin shirt. <laughs> chest hair, the arms outstretched, <laughs> yes, it's shadow dancing, and for a quick moment, I get that thrill again of hoping we'll get married, even though I'm 35, and he's dead, and my actual husband is sitting right next to me on the <laughs>
That was so, what a night that was. Kristen, you just did us proud. I was so honored to be your friend. We laughed so hard. I felt like I was, I don't know, listening to Seth Meyers or something. You would be a good (laughs) stand-up comedian, honestly. Great storyteller. What I love about Kristen's essay is how even all those years later, her mom is still trying to make her Christmas dreams come true. Oh, hell yeah. It's true. There's an aspect of being a mom, too, that I have to. This was also part of the whole equation is there's a part of being a mom where you can only know your kid to a certain degree and you're going to miss the mark and you want to make their dreams come true. But we're going to mess it up. It's just it just is. It just is. And it's not the end of the world. It just is. But at least you still at least your mom missed the mark. But she still hit it a little right because you still got Andy. You just got the mm-hmm. wrong Andy, right? Yes. So it reminds because it reminds me of a story of when I was in um, third grade. So I I guess about 1978, and I too was wishing for a certain album under um, to you know for Christmas, um, and it was a Donnie and Marie album. I don't remember which one. I was really obsessed with Donnie and Marie, and so I had really wanted a certain Donnie and Marie album for Christmas. And um, saw the 12 by 12 wrapped present, got really excited all morning thinking, I know that's what it is. I know that's what it is. And when I ripped the paper off, I didn't find Donnie and Marie. I didn't even find the wrong Donnie and Marie. I instead found Debbie Boone. <laughs> you light up my life. <laughs> which I which love. Let's say, I would have yes, loved okay. it. Okay, fine. It's a it's a quality song. It's a great song. And I love the album, but I was so <laughs> disappointed because Debbie Boone, You Light Up My Life is really far from Donnie and Marie. It's not yeah. the same. It's not the yeah. same. Yeah. And I think I, you know, probably if my mom's listening to this, this is probably the first time she's ever heard that I was sad to get the Debbie Boone because also my whole life, you know, I I would never want to like I would never want to admit that I was disappointed or be like, oh, that's the wrong one. So I probably was like, Debbie Boone, you're kidding. Just what I wanted. Thank you. <laughs> God damn, Debbie Boone. And then I went upstairs and cried while I was singing. Because you <laughs> up my life. I, was wishing, I was singing that to Donnie, but no Donnie. I, so this is going to be a theme, right? Where you want something and your parents can only know you so much so they can only get you so close to the mark. And one of the other things that I really, really wanted was go-go boots that were white, not black. Everybody had black. I wanted white go-go boots that zipped up the front, not the mm. side. I even put a penny in the fountain at the mall. Shout out <laughs> to the mall in Chico, California. I threw a penny in the fountain and wished for go-go boots that zipped up the front. And I was very explicit. I said zipped up the front to the fountain. And I got white go-go <laughs> boots, but they zipped up the side. Now, how did you react to that? That's what I want to know. So did they know? Did your parents know they disappointed you? I never said. I never said. I said, thank you. And I wore the white go-go boots that zipped up the side, but I always felt a little diminished. (laughs) You guys are really sweet because I kind of think I let on a little bit when I didn't get what I want. I was that person. Oh, you were a brat. Well, okay. When you ask I like to call it sassy. Yeah. But when you ask for a 10-speed... Schwinn, that is not oh, no. even close to a five-speed 
free spirit from Sears. Oh no! I no, mean no. that you guys come on. Five, who even had five speeds? Like what? Mom, moms have moms five. Did. The handlebars um, were like up the here. grandma handlebars. Mine had yeah. grandma handlebars, not Damn the little cute little you know ones that like rolled over or whatever. The ten speed ones. I had a five speed mom free spirit from Sears. You can't even wear tube socks with a bike like that. No, and you can't. Don't even try. You no. can't be Jacqueline Smith or Fair Fawcett. I don't even know if you can get away with being Kate Jackson and being Sabrina no. on your. I was like Bosley, just chasing you- after them <laughs> and my five speed. Did you get that for Christmas? I did. And it was so. Did, were you like, this is the wrong bike? I mean, I think it was more like my face. I don't know that I was Thank as you. obnoxious wah, to wah. go with. Um, that's not what I wanted, but my mom, she worked at Sears. And so we, I guess. Oh, that's got, not good. Yeah. She worked. We had a the- lot of things with Winnie the Pooh on them because of that. Thank you. Sears. <laughs> yeah. And actually this probably will get edited out, but she worked in like the catalog returns department. So it yeah. would be like where people, do you remember in Sears where like you would order from the catalog, but you would go to a physical yes. Sears and you would mm-hmm. get it um, at like almost the service desk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so she worked behind the service desk where people would bring back their Sears catalog items that they didn't want anymore that were kind of broken, but then she could buy them for a really good deal. So it wasn't only like the employee discount. It was like the deeper, deeper discount. So I, my first, my first clock radio was that it just had one button that wouldn't work. So like oh, the- you're getting the returned <laughs> merchandise, she got the return. Oh, <laughs> Carolyn, I'm sorry. That's okay. Cause it's always a deal. Um, honestly, I'd have to ask my mom if the five speed blue free spirit was a return or if she'd gone on out on it almost, I almost wish it was a return because it was so not what I wanted. Because if it, so that's a really good point, Carolyn, you wish it was a return because that means she was buying it because it was a deal as opposed to her not knowing you. Yes. Right. Not hearing you, not understanding you. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I thought it was on purpose. Like she's not going to get the name brand Levi's corduroys. She's Mm going to get the plain pockets from pennies because we don't care about the brands. Which would you think you are, little miss? Yes. But Mm -hmm. you know what? That only made me care about it all the more. Yeah, that backfired. backfired. Sorry, Lillian. Yes, I'm embarrassed to say. So this is sort of a theme. In all of our discussions, there's an awful lot of talk about the things that we wanted, but we did not get. This happens all the time. What little bitches we are. Um, But one thing (laughs) that we've noticed is that every time Carolyn and I bring up a thing that we wanted but did not get, Michelle had it. Every time <laughs> Michelle had it. Okay. So we're going well, to, or my sister or I yeah, at least had it in their household. Sister. So we're going to do yeah. a little experiment here, Michelle. We're going to, we're going to name some things that we wanted and did not get. And you're going to say, had it or not okay. had it or didn't have okay. it. All right. I can't speak English apparently. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Operation. Had it. Snow cone machine. Had it. My sister had it, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> Real roller skates, not the kind that you tied on your shoes. Had them white boots with the red and blue stripes and the red wheels. Damn you. I wanted those. (laughs) The Barbie styling head. Had it. Turned her face red with years of use. Gnip gnop. Had it. Still have it. Pong. Had it. Damn it. Gosh. Easy bake oven. 
had it had a version had the holly hobby easy bake oven oh even better oh my god <laughs> ding ding it's like an old tiny oven holly hobby version <laughs> like oh an old- still have it actually my mom just tried to pawn it off on me and i refused it okay uh on all of these like um, i'm gonna tell you what lynn said about all of them because she has she has an opinion about every single one of these okay um what's after easy bake oven um what about mousetrap i don't think i had it i oh, don't think i had it no Thank God. Yeah, you deprived child. <laughs> hey, I, I know. I feel like um, this makes me sound like I was really spoiled. But in all honesty, I really feel like it might have just been my mom um, overcompensating <laughs> for a really <laughs> shitty relationship with my stepfather. <laughs> that <laughs> and having to move <laughs> every single year for 10 years straight. I, seriously, it makes me feel better. Um, okay, the slip and slide. No, did not have a slip and slide. Thank God. Okay, I'm so happy. So my mom, on all of these, my mom had an opinion. So operation, that won't work. That won't work. Snow cone machine, it won't work. Real roller skates, that's dangerous. Um, <laughs> Pong, I think she didn't understand what that was. Um, the Easy Bake Oven, that won't work. You can't bake brownies with a light bulb. And I was like, oh, my friends are. Well, let me tell you my it Easy Bake Oven. Hour. Yeah. Because I had one. So I, I could have dinged on that. However, you know, it was dangerous. And so my mom said I could only use it when <laughs> she was around because I could burn myself or whatever and not cook the thing all the way through. On the um, light bulb. You could yeah. hit yourself on the light so bulb. So she had to be available. You know, she had to do it with me. She never wanted to do it. So it'd be like, can we <laughs> really do the, the easy bake oven and make a cake? No, I don't know. Maybe later or whatever. And then... It only came with like three little mixes. And so once those were gone, she never would let me buy any more mixes. So I had an easy bake oven, but yeah. So it was almost torture having it. It just taunted me. That is worse. That is worse. (laughs) She wouldn't even let you use it. Um, Okay. What the Barbie styling of the easy bake oven, the Barbie dream house. I think my mom, there, there were two, a couple of values at work here. One of them was, I think she thought it was excessive. And who do you think you are? Little miss to get something so big. Um, but I'm, but then there's also a Barbie thing too, where I didn't have Barbie until I was probably too old for Barbie. And instead I had skipper and I think it has to do with breasts and high heels. So (laughs) how could I, you know, you're just a little kid and this sexy pants Barbie with the big boobies why would you play with something like that? And actually, she's kind of right because when I did get a Barbie, I noticed my brother was playing with the Barbie quite often, <laughs> mostly by taking off her clothes. So Linda might have been right about that one, actually. Well, what uh, about the skipper that you turned her arm and then she did get boobs and she grew a little bit? You didn't. Yeah, I thought you I had didn't that. Know about that? No, I didn't even know that existed. And I'm sure that Linda would have burned that one in a fire. <laughs> You would not have allowed that to exist in our house. The slip and slide, of course, dangerous. You'll rip your foot right off Uh on one of those wickets. Um, (laughs) Oh, wait, the Holy Grail. I haven't even asked the Holy Grail yet. Michelle, did you have Baby Alive? Yes, had Baby Alive. Not me. I had Baby Tender Love. Okay, so I... Hey, what's the difference? Because Baby Alive does this. Yeah, look, yeah, she eats real yeah, you food. Baby alive, you mushed yeah. up. You actually mixed. I had a little bowl, and I'd mix her baby food up, and her little mouth was like battery operated. Yes. Go, but it made a little sound too. It'd go like, yes, and its little mouth would go open and close, and you would put the little spoon in, and then 
the food would disappear and then you had to feed it a bottle of water after you fed it. But I remember the little packets of food and I'd mix up the, she wasn't a very soft baby doll though, because, um, she had a lot she wasn't of my favorite. machinations to do to digest all of that food. Yeah. Yeah. At least baby, a little diaper. Yeah. Oh, baby tender did. love was soft. That was her thing. It was like real oh. human skin. I mean, it wasn't real, but you know oh, what I mean. But baby. It's possible I also had baby tender love. I had a lot That's of dolls. That's true. Well, baby alive, my mom would say, that is just gross. And she is going to grow mold inside of her. If you, where does, you know, it was just like, no, that is not entering our yeah. home. Yeah, she was correct. It she definitely grew mold. Grew mold there was mold inside your baby alive? I think so. I think I can remember seeing sort of like um, a brownish hue oh, through her plastic. And I'm pretty sure it's because I was a terrible mother and I would get really um, like lazy and bored. So you're supposed to feed her her mushy, her baby food and then feed her a bottle after of water. I'm assuming that's to wash all the food through her so she doesn't grow mold. And probably I just gave up giving her the bottle and would just feed her the food and then it grew. Yeah. So don't tell my mom that. Yeah. Don't Let's hope like that's not one of the ones my mom still has. Because my, my mom has pretty much every toy oh, yeah, I had in my childhood. Still, I oh, wait, she's still has it now with the mold in it? Oh, of course. Oh. Of course she does. Oh, yikes. <laughs> So my parents thought it was gross. So there was a principle about Baby Alive. And every time I asked for Baby Alive, they would both make the suckling motion with their (laughs) mouth. Just to try and gross me out. So when we went to the toy store to go Christmas shopping, of course, we cannot, like, why would we go in when they do the Christmas shopping? My parents left my brother and me in the car while they went in to do the Christmas shopping. And if I do the math correctly, at the oldest, I would have been like five. Meaning my brother would have been two and they <gasps> left us in the car to do all the, gr- the the Christmas shopping, which to me as a five-year-old felt like hours and hours. Like it was all day. It was probably 20 minutes. But There's a statute uh, of limitations on CPS being called, right? I'm serious, right? <laughs> Call them right now and ask why they left their young children in the car. And when they came back in, they were all giddy and they had all these packages and they were all giddy. And I was certain that they had gotten me baby alive. And oh. so I'm so excited. Even though they told me outright they weren't going to get baby alive on Christmas morning, I open it up and it's goddamn baby tender love. And I said, <sighs> what about baby alive? And they both make the suckling motion. With <laughs> oh gosh. I'm clearly scared from this. Well, now when she hear, <laughs> I'm surprised now you didn't ever get when you were like 35, a baby alive. Isn't that funny? Okay, so here's my theory. My theory <laughs> the is Andy Gibb CD of the baby alive. They approved of Andy Gibb and his chest hair, and they still did not approve of baby alive. There you go. And there well, might the be end, something to that. Listen, you don't, don't want baby alive. You had your own. You had your real one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I eventually did get my own baby that peed and pooped, so I yeah. had no need right. for a baby alive. Who wanted that. a doll that pooped? I mean, what was that, that about? Yeah. Well, um, apparently me. Yeah. No. I so. <laughs> uh, okay, but okay. All those things. Surely the two of you did get um, some things you wished for at some point, right? Oh. Oh. Yes. Okay. Carolyn, I'm. You go ahead because I'm like I'm so. Obviously excited to talk about things. I'm going to totally drown you out. Oh, no, that's totally fine. Um, You know, I think that when I was thinking about, I I thought, I hope there were a lot more because I was kind of had a hard time thinking of some. But I do remember, but this is another one. Sorry, I got like a keyboard. I was so excited, but it wasn't like, you know, fancy up on stands one. It was orange. (laughs) 
off brand one key missing yes i think return. All the keys, yeah probably was the year's return because <laughs> it was orange and it was one of these other things kind of like oh mother please don't be listening kind of like the easy bake oven that well, i almost have to give a little backstory my dad worked shift work so there were times when he um like during the day when he'd be home sleeping because he'd have to go to work at night and so I had rules on when I could play the keyboard. Like I couldn't play like when dad was had shift work and he was sleeping in the afternoon. I had to not be able to play the keyboard. So there were rules, strict rules on that. And Your dad was sleeping. Well, yeah. Much like the easy bake oven that you couldn't bake brownies is because your mom was, she was busy. Doing something else. And that yeah. I had these things, but I wasn't allowed to, there are like even rules around them still. Like you got, you have it, but you can't use it now and now and now. Sorry, I'll when my episode turns into a therapy session. I know. I know. I know. It doesn't matter how lighthearted oh. it is. It always turns into therapy. Chris, okay, oh, so let's start your story and I'll come my, up with another one. I, I feel very similarly awkward about so many of these answers because I'm sure my parents spent kajillions of dollars that they did not have to buy us big heirloom quality Christmas gifts that they thought we would remember for an ev- forever and ever. But the thing that comes to my mind first is my Magic 8 Ball. I love that thing, man. Oh, yeah. And when I asked my brother, it was the same I didn't thing. have that, by the way. Oh, ding, 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 ding for me. Um, my friends did, though, and I think it was like the coolest thing. Well, it's very helpful. It helps you make decisions <laughs> about your life. <laughs> That's so right. I asked my brother, and he the first thing that came to his mind after the kajillions of dollars that my parents spent was a Rubik's Cube, which is basically a stocking yeah. stuffer. So yeah. the Magic 8 Ball was such a... Well, because I believed it. It was true, right? And it turns out that the Magic 8-Ball was originally invented by a man whose mother was a clairvoyant, and she spoke with ghosts, including the ghost of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the guy who wrote Sherlock Holmes. That's where the Magic 8-Ball comes from. I still don't understand why it's an 8-Ball. What does the 8-Ball have to do with... Well, because isn't that a thing in, like, pool? Like the, isn't the yeah? What does a pool thing? have to do with predicting well, I don't the future? Know. Round? I don't know. <laughs> it's a gimmick. Well, wasn't it eight sided? The thing inside? No. Okay, oh, that's it is no. <laughs> it is an icosahedron. I have anything. it written down. An icosahedron. That oh, is a twenty sided right. figure. A dodecahedron is from what's the book? Damn it! I don't know. Oh, I forget. Um, Phantom Tollbooth. Oh. You have to edit that out because people think I don't know the Phantom Tollbooth. I will be yes, forever embarrassed. Seriously. Shame, shame. But yes, it's an icosahedron. The magic eight ball reminded me of it wasn't necessarily a gift that I had asked for. Those were always the fun surprises. Like you got something that yeah. you didn't ask for, and that ended up being like the star of the show. Um, and this would have been middle school. I got two books. One was um, an astrology book, like I was a Virgo, and it went through the whole year. And one was a dream analyzer book. Mm. I loved those things. I mean, that those books I used, I probably used them up through high school, honestly, like I'd be like, I had a dream about a wheelbarrow and something and I'd look it up to see what significance it had. And then um, like once I had a real boyfriend, then it's like, what, like, what are you? He was a Taurus. And so I was, compa- I was pulling out this yeah. book that I'd gotten in sixth or seventh grade that I used for forever. I loved that thing. I think that's in the same category as a magic eight ball. Well, I do too. Right. Which also reminded me of the Ouija board that yes. my parents had one, but we were never allowed to play with. It was up on the shelf in a closet. Wait, your parents had it and you? Yes. What did your parents do with the Ouija board? My parents, well, my parents didn't have one, but they played it at other people's houses. That's at what they did. Parties. They played it at 
Like oh, I had parties. it, and we played. <laughs> Sorry, we weren't Dang. allowed to play it. <laughs> yes, of course. We played it at sleepovers all the time. I think I might have played it at a sleepover, but felt really guilty because I knew I wasn't supposed to because it had to do with like the devil and the other world or something, and that it was which like, implies that they believed it. Yeah. They, yeah. I think they did. I I'm think really my mom surprised. had one of those experiences, like playing <gasps> it, you know, that it answered something or it did something. I mean, sh- they believed it. That is hilarious. That. Yes. So it was on on our coat closet up on the high shelf, which made Where it all the more intriguing. Reach it. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. I also I remember got one. Oh, go ahead. I also got a Chrissy doll, which in our... I have to I have to amend this a little bit. I say that I got a Chrissy doll, but the one where you um you pull her hair out, she has short hair and then you pull it out and she has oh, long yeah. hair. Like red hair, that auburn. Red hair, yes. But upon further examination of my memories, I think it was more of a knockoff situation. Oh. I don't think it was actual Chrissy. And I think but my mom still called it Chrissy, which that seems a little duplicitous, Linda. Her um, name is Chrissy. <laughs> it's Chrissy. Chrissy wink, with a K. Wink. But of course I pulled, I pulled her hair out one time and then I could never get the hair back in again. I could never get it back in. You had to twist it on the back of, well, you had the knockoff. That's probably I had the knockoff. I couldn't get the hair back in. So I imagine that my mom was like, see, I told you it wouldn't work. (laughs) Like here's a block of wood. Go play with this block of wood. (laughs) And nothing would work. Nothing would ever work. As much as I loved girly stuff and baby dolls and Barbies and I mean I was girly girly all the way but one of my best Christmas memories is I also think it was pretty sure it's also Christmas of 1978 in third grade the year of Debbie Boone the Debbie Boone disappointment (laughs) Um, I wished for just with everything I had and got Stretch Armstrong (gasps) and Stretch Armstrong was like the coolest I don't know why I loved it so much Align with your personality. That is very funny. You had all the the you know the Barbie head. I just called it the Barbie uh-huh. head. I don't know. What oh, I had was. a bride doll. Yeah. I had dolls. I mean, I played I played dolls and Barbies. That's all I did. And um, other than um, you know, give neighborhood ma- magic shows. <laughs> Well, I but to... I loved my Stretch Armstrong. Did you guys have Stretch Armstrong, or did no. your brother? Did your brother? Did you no. know what? It, but you remember it, right? I do because it was in the neighborhood. I don't even know who it belonged to, but sometimes things became like community property, and you just went to other people's houses to do certain things. Yeah. One thing I remember about Stretch Armstrong is that I played with him a lot. So your hands are on him all the time, right? And he's right. kind of this, um, this gummy kind of like like a silly putty, but a really yes. thick, tough silly, silly putty. So and he kind of has that smell yes. of the silly right. putty too. But so anyway, imagine you're constantly your hands are constantly manipulating stretching i just remember that after time he got really dingy and like dirty because just imagine yeah well you remember how like silly, silly putty kind of yeah. fingerprints on it yeah so his he lost that kind of um glow you know that kind of sheen <laughs> and that, his arms that made him there so <laughs> yes. like they would yeah and he had a really tiny little um like like he had yes. a big you know chest but then he <laughs> tiny little he had a really tiny bleep um <laughs> Yeah, his because little butt, you know, he just went, like his hips, it went super narrow. And then his legs, and you could tie him in a knot. I mean, all the things they said oh, on the yeah. commercial you could actually do. You could tie him in a knot. You could Why would, him long. I mean, let's think about that. Why did we like that? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. It's for? a mystery to me. It, it just makes me laugh. Oh but, my gosh, you know. that's so funny. Well, did you ever use him as like a male friend of Barbie's or anything? Mm. Did he? Uh, oh. Did you ever cross not that over? I remember. No, Stretch not his not arms remember, around her big boobs. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, manly man. 
I don't remember. Um, so over the past few weeks, um, we've been, this is such a fun conversation, and we've been asking um, our Instagram and Facebook friends to share stories of memorable Christmases from their childhoods. And so right now, um, I thought it would be fun. Um, let's share a few um, right now. You guys want to do that? Yes, yes. Oh, I think that'd be really Okay, fun. so we got some funny stories. And so one of our um, society members who is also named Michelle. So I'm assuming she was also born in 1969 because I swear 80% of the world's <laughs> Michelle's were born in 1969. The rest of them were Amy's. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Michelle's all in 1969. My middle name is actually Amy. It's the, oh um, it's the French, it. it's the French spelling of Amy. So it's A-I-M-E. It's, um, and you pronounce it M-A. Yeah. Oh, you remember Amy um, and Walton's? She, in, she insisted that she was called M-A. No, Carolyn, I'm looking Ame. at you. I'm Michelle. I'm Michelle. Ame. No. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Michelle, our listener, Michelle, she told us a funny story about her favorite Christmas, which also, like I've just been telling my Christmases of 1978, hers too, 1978. Um, and she got the Death Star playset. And she played with a trash compactor monster all morning long until she discovered its mouth was on its stomach. <laughs> And once she discovered that, she ran <laughs> screaming into the bathroom and locked herself in. And after that, her dad had to hide the toy from her. Oh, my gosh. Why did it need a, why did it need a mouth anyway? I don't know. Well, because it was a trash compactor. Isn't that the thing where Luke and Han Solo and Princess Leia all got smashed? Is that what it is? In the trash no, compactor? I'm, oh. I'm not the one to ask. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, we're going to have to have Michelle explain for us. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so also we heard from from both Brooke and Karen who wrote in about Lightbrite. And Karen said she spent hours and hours playing with her Lightbrite. But Brooke said that she was not allowed, like Carolyn and me, she was not allowed because her dad said that the plastic pegs of the Lightbrite would get stuck in the shag carpeting. Um, And do we have to describe what a Lightbrite is? Everybody no, knows, right? Not. Every, not yeah, not Lord. to the society. Okay, so it. I have I have a little PTSD from the light bright situation. <laughs> there was an incident. There was a light bright incident. I was playing light bright with my friend Kina. Kina with a K, not Tina. I wonder oh. where Kina is now. And we were playing surgery, and Kina decided that the place where I needed my surgery was on my nose, and the thing <gasps> that would that would cure me was by putting light bright pegs in my nose and every how old were you how old are you i was four oh every time she put a light bright peg in my (gasps) nose she would shove the previous light bright peg up closer (laughs) to my brain oh my gosh and so this involved a trip to the emergency room and my mom talks about i remember being in the back seat and my mom is holding me like it's the pieta or something like i'm the dying (laughs) jesus right and she said she was terrified and i remember being fine i was just like a little bit like what's happening you guys and my mom said she was terrified that i was gonna snort and i was gonna snort a light bright peg into my throat and choke to death Oh gosh! <laughs> Isn't that horrible? Yeah, but you know oh what? My... I st- after that, I still loved playing with the light bright. <laughs> how did they put them out? They I used know how they... they used a really long tweezers, and the the hospital thing was kind of like the Twilight Zone. I'd never been in a hospital room before, and there's this episode of the Twilight Zone where everybody is gathered around a bed, like all the nurses and the doctors. I think it was the one with pig noses. Do you remember that? Oh. Oh, my God. I'm totally going no. off on a rant. I'm sorry. All no. the doctors and nurses with pig noses are gathered around this 
patient in a hospital bed. And that's what I felt like. They were all gathered around me and he used these giant tweezers to reach up into my brain and retrieve all of the light bright pegs. How many do you yeah, think were there? How many? Oh my God, I should ask. I wonder if she kept them. I mean, are we talking like <laughs> two, three, or are we talking like eight? Uh, between two and eight. Oh my gosh. Between two and eight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And how Tina. did you, you were a real life light break, Kristen? <laughs> Did it hurt? Did you say like, oh, my nose I hurts? I don't recall it hurting. No, I don't recall. I think we got caught is okay. what happened. That's... I feel like somebody walked in and went, oh, what are you doing? And then oh we rushed gosh. to the emergency room. Oh, man. What a great story. <laughs> I know. Okay, so off the off of Lightbright, um, somebody else that responded to one of our posts on Instagram is Tony when we were talking about different Christmas gifts. And she said the Partridge family Christmas card, which of course is the Partridge family Christmas album, which has the song, my Christmas card to you on it, which in my humble opinion could be the greatest Christmas song ever sung to you and all your family, your neighbors and your friends. May all your days be happy with the joy that never ends. And so Tony says, I remember first hearing the song, my Christmas card to you and saying to myself, that was so nice of them to wish me and everyone I know a Merry Christmas. <laughs> and she really Aww. thought that David Cassidy was singing to her. She was so sweet. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I, mean, so I, who, I mean, first of all, who didn't love the Partridge family in every way, shape and form? And that um, actually informed one of my Christmas wishes, which was I wanted a tambourine so badly. Um, and on Instagram, one of our Instagram friends, also named Kristen, um, wanted one too. And that's, she got her first tambourine on Christmas. And I'd actually responded to her in a comment because I got one for Christmas. Thank you, mom. I don't know if it was returned from Sears. But- <laughs> Perhaps. It didn't have the little silver things on it. And it was was actually a guitar. Well, close enough, it had this paper on it. So you know how some of tambourines are kind of like a little drum and has paper on it. But um, Tracy's and the Partridge family, hers was like hollow in the middle. It didn't have any paper on it. And so I cut, I got some scissors and I cut out the paper, which actually left little like jaggedy pieces of the paper in there. And I shared that with Kristen on the Instagram post. I, I commented and I was like, I loved my tambourine, but it had paper on it and I had to cut it out. And she said, well, hers was the kind that you could unscrew and take the paper out. And I thought, oh, oh my gosh, maybe oh mine God. unscrewed and I didn't know that. And I just, and you I destroyed it. it. I destroyed it. <laughs> but you know, par for the course, I just figured mom kind of missed the mark again, just a little bit, you know, got the tambourine, but the wrong kind. And that's a whole nother episode of all the Christmas gifts, like the clear lip gloss that I wanted, but she got me frosted lip gloss. Oh, who gets frosted lip gloss? Yeah. And I didn't even, this is embarrassing. I didn't want to take it out in um, school because everyone would put theirs on, um, like in the bathroom, (laughs) in the mirror, and I would put my hand around it. So no one knew it was frosted. It was like the little clear (laughs) bottle. I know. I was a, oh. Yeah, yeah. And she worked at, so, so your mom worked at Sears, right? Yeah. So did you used to go, did you used to um, circle gifts you wanted in the Sears wish book? Oh, of course. I loved doing that. That was. Well, yeah, that's what I was wondering if like, if your mom actually worked at Sears, 
Um, how did she miss the mark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was like, she was actually like Santa if she worked at Sears. But remember, it was the returns. Section. Oh, that's right. That was it was, it was, was the moms to the yeah. kids said, "Mom, no, I don't want the one with the paper on it. I want the hollow one." So the mom returned the one with the paper on it. Right. My right. mom bought it and wrapped it up and gave it to me. And I Maybe love you, so. mom. I do. Oh, we love yeah. you, Lily. <sighs> That's right. Well, I think all of us and a lot of our listeners um, and friends on social media um, remember making lists from the Sears Wish Book. And this is a great story from Brooke. Um, she said she and her little brother, they took it one step further. They would actually spend hours and hours going through the Sears Wish Book and they would pick out their families. So they would pick out their children and their spouses <laughs> and they would get they would like wish for all the toys for their you know that they were going to buy their children and pick out outfits for their spouses <laughs> and i was thinking that's brilliant brooke like i kind of want to do that now don't you guys that sounds like a lot I am of fun so in love with this idea i have so much respect for the child that brooke was for coming up with this fabulous way to spend her time <laughs> right when there was nothing on tv except for all my children that right. is brilliant they shopped for their husbands in the sears catalog yeah, and they found their kids. Like this one's my daughter, and she's gonna get this doll. And yeah, I thought that was I, I thought that it. was a fantastic idea. Okay, well then we have to share Colleen's story. Colleen, All right. this is not the last time we will hear from Colleen because I've known Colleen since the Reagan era, so I know all of her stories, <laughs> and there are plenty. Okay, here is a story about Colleen and a very special Christmas gift that she got. Christmas of nineteen seventy seven. I was nine years old and a little bit greedy. My mom was wrapping presents in her bedroom. She said she had a special job for me, placing presents under the tree. I waited outside her room, and soon she opened the door and handed me a present. I looked at the tag. It was for my brother, Stuart. I stomped down the stairs and put the package under the tree. Back upstairs, I waited for the next gift. Three times I repeated this pattern, all with gifts for my brother, each time with a bigger box. Back upstairs, I pounded on the door and shouted, why aren't there any presents for me? She called back, just be patient. I'm sure there's something in here for you. When she opened the door, she handed me a small wrapped box, so tiny compared to the gigantic one I just placed under the tree for my brother. I read the tag, it was for me. I don't want a stupid little present, I shouted, and I took that box and threw it down the stairs. My mother looked at me in horror. I think you may regret that. She was right. On Christmas morning, I opened that stupid little box, and my Kodak Instamatic camera was broken. <laughs> Thank you, Colleen. That's like I said, there will be more to come from Colleen. But my goodness, what a little bitch! <laughs> Okay, so Colleen was set up for failure. Yes, she was a little bitch, and she was a little sassy pants. She was a bratty, bratty girl to throw that thing down the stairs. But the truth is we've been set up for failure on this because they tell us that we're supposed to care about love and giving, but then they shower us with gifts and ask us what we want, and they make us into greedy little bastards. So we need to forgive ourselves, our child selves, right. and even this conversation that we're having that is so extremely consumeristic and materialistic because this is the system we've been handed, right? Right. That's right. Right. And like it or not, that's what, when you're a child, yes, you can, you can know that Christmas is about 
all the wonderful, loving things. But let's be honest, when you're a kid, you want the most gifts and you want the best gifts. You just do. That's just the, that's just We're only the, partially the developed at age 10, right? We haven't, we don't, haven't developed the compassion to be able to give a shit about other people yet. We want presents. You guys, but how badass is Colleen's mom that she probably knew that camera broke and she didn't go replace yeah. it. Like that's, yeah. that's, a, that's mm-hmm. a serious. You can sit here and yeah. watch Stuart play with all of his big presents while you have nothing. <laughs> I know. And it left Man. a mark. I mean, she remembers oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Well, you guys, we could seriously talk about this for hours, but ironically, I've got some online Christmas shopping to do. So, because <laughs> now don't I kind of want to go search yeah, for some of these toys? I get, be kinda, you know what, you guys? I actually did see that you can buy a mini Stretch Armstrong. So maybe I'll just have to, you know, buy one of those for my own for... stocking. Yeah, yeah, I never know. Um, so anyway, everyone. Don't forget to follow us on social media to be part of the conversation because this was really fun to be able to share stories, share your stories um, on the podcast. And so we hope you keep sharing them with us Um, on Instagram. We are at Pop Culture Preservation Society on Facebook. Just search Pop Culture Preservation Society. And on Twitter, we are at Pop Culture Pres One. And we have a website, which is www.poppreservationists.com. Yes. And we would love if you would share all that information. If you would listen to us with your friends and let them know what fun you're having uh, being a part of our Pop Culture Preservation Society. Memberships are still open. So let's get as many as, as we can. Unlimited. Yeah, that's right. Um, and join us next time, you guys, when we make it our mission to save Judy Bloom. And until then, let's all raise our glasses. I'm looking for your glasses, ladies. And let's have a toast, courtesy of Janet, Chrissy, and Jack Tripper. To good times. To happy days. To Little House on the Prairie. Cheers. Cheers. See you next time. Hello world, there's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Information, opinions, and comments expressed on the Pop Culture Preservation Society podcast belong solely to me, the Crushologist, and Carolyn and Hello Newman, and are in no way representative of our employers or affiliates. And though we truly believe we are always right, I guess there's always a first time. The PCPS is written, produced, and recorded at Modern Well, a woman-centered co-working space in Minneapolis, Minnesota, home of the fictional WJM Studios and our beloved Mary Richards. Nanu Nanu, keep on trucking, and may the force be with you.